Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott. Hi. Hey, hey David. <laughs> so uh, I guess the Clippers were looking at that 2% saying, so you're saying there's a chance. I mean, some of these numbers are incredible. After a defensive rebound, according to Unpredictable, the Clippers averaged 1.9 points per possession. After a turnover, they averaged two points of possession. And if we made a shot, they averaged 1.1. Wow. I'm I looking. Mean, they just ran it down our throat. They were in transition 20% of the time uh, by the numbers. And yeah, this is. It, that was a crazy one. No other way to put it. They had 22 corner threes, too, David, which is another number that I know the Jazz try to eliminate. I felt uh, I feel like Ty Lue coached a good series. Uh, he, he was unbelievable. Yeah, I thought he was great. I mean, we don't need to, like, we don't need to sugarcoat it. Like, everything we did didn't work. And that's, you know, so you can decide how you, I'll leave somebody else to interpret how they want to decide that, which is either you got out coached or you didn't have the personnel or you didn't execute. One of the three, you decide. But it's like, we can't deny this. Like, every move we made, he answered, and we and it didn't work. Well, we can't answer. We don't have the personnel to answer their small lineup. Clippers offensive rating in the second half tonight, I believe, was a 1.8. So 180. I mean, we just collapsed defensively. Just utterly, completely collapsed defensively. And then there, a guy like Terrence Mann has, I mean, he gets his career high uh, in college pro. 39 points, seven threes. The kid was, was fantastic. We didn't have anybody on that wing that could have rotated down instead. That's what well, I was wondering, too. You, I, I thought in, that... In a, in a situation like that, you got one guy playing left field. So you, you, you either take the Terrence Mann, who was down in the corner, or you take Marcus Morris or Reggie Jackson, who was up, was up above the break there, both at the three-point line. And the majority of the time, they would take Reggie Jackson or, or, or Marcus Morris, and Rudy just doesn't have time to get out there and defend the play. And then the game plan, I'm sure, was Terrence Mann, not a very good free throw, three-point shooter. If we're going to sag off any of the other four, then it's going to be Terrence Mann. He just happened to light the Jazz up. It's tough. I mean, they that second half was about as good as you can get from the Clippers. Uh, but, I mean, it, isn't it... It's weird how similar it was to the last game, right? Where the Jazz came out and just uh, hit a bunch of shots and it just went away. You know, that's a great point because if you think about that second quarter, it was all um, Jordan Clarkson, yeah. 21 points. And he was the one that, that separated the separated the team. So the Jazz got 39 points to 19 because of the 21 points there by Jordan Clarkson. But as David mentioned, the table was turned in the third period because Reggie Jackson and, and all of a sudden Terrence Mann continued his scoring and the Jazz lost the momentum. Tonight is the largest comeback in a series clinching win in 25 years. 
nobody had ever come back from down 20 to win a series in the last 25 years. Entering tonight, the Jazz <coughs> were 232 and one over the last 25 seasons when leading by 25 points. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna bring up the one topic that I think is difficult to digest. The Jazz have now been a part of two fairly mammoth collapses in the playoffs. They were up 3-1 to Denver and lost the series. And, in the bubble. And, and, and this. Yeah. Does, does that start to tear away at you, or are they individual events that are separate? Uh, that's a million dollar question. You take that one, Tim. <laughs> that one's for you, buddy. I thought it was for Booner. Booner, you have more experience with this. 40 plus well, years. Well, the game is changing tremendously. Um, and so you start building, replacing, adding, subtracting to go with the trend. How is that? Small ball? You, you have to be able to go small ball. You have to be able to, in, in some respects, counter what what we saw from the from the Clippers during this series. Dallas is the same boat. I mean, they got beat by a small lineup there as well. We couldn't match the small lineup. And I think it does, David, to answer your question from my experience, I think it does, I mean, these, these do not, you know, th there's collateral damage. You know, these are, these types of losses, you know, it's, it's hard to keep everything together. You know, when you look at, I, I felt like the, the thing that I was most surprised about, and again, Mike Conley was out the majority of the series, but, uh, you know, I felt like the Jazz were a, a deeper team than, than they really proved to be in this series. You know, a lot of guys that were coming off the bench just couldn't get anything going. Well, the style of play, I think, for and the defensive schemes or the way the Clippers put their defense together affects some of our players. Great year, though. What a year. Great year. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the sad thing, right? The season brought us together as a community. It brought us happiness and ecstasy we hadn't felt individually in a year of the pandemic. It gave us a hope and a belief that our, our franchise was on its way to a potential title. And now it ends in stunning fashion. I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, it definitely still is. There's a lot to this team. Great coach. Well, the pain of a sports fan is what makes the ecstasy worth it. And we feel the pain right now. This feels like a good opportunity to plug Jazz Playoff Overtime. Call in. Tell Austin how you feel. It was a joke. <laughs> Ecstasy and pain. and pain. More pain. Share your pain. Hey, you guys have done a, a yeah, phenomenal year, job. Guys. I absolutely love listening to both you guys, your insight, and it's been awesome being on the same team. What, one thing, it, boy, it's nothing like being here. No, like tonight, nothing I, I, couldn't like imagine, being here. Right. I couldn't imagine having to do it. Yeah, thank you to the Utah Jazz because 
honestly, on a night like tonight, I couldn't have imagined doing tonight's game without being here with all the swings and the emotion and the feel and knowing that Rudy went back to the locker room to have his hip checked and how badly Rudy was moving off the ball for a while and then seemed to be able to... And then Donovan, you actually would... You would have... If you were watching this on television, you might have thought Donovan was fine. Right. Since he was driving to the basket with such electricity and then every single time he had to go back the other direction, it was... He was laboring so obviously. So. And then the compression boot that he was wearing when right. he was not in the ballgame. So. Well, Tim, golf season? Golf season, my man. All right, buddy. Is that Donovan over there, by the way? We can't, we can't see, David. This is no, I'm asking Ron. I think that's Donovan over there just by himself sitting on a table. Is it? No. Could it be? Uh, it kind of looks like I can't tell. Yes. Looks like him. Yeah, it does look like him. They had a, they had a great were, shot of him uh, as a game. Was no, that is, that's not him. No, no, that's not him. Well, no, it is. That, yes, that is him. Yeah, Donovan's out on the floor right now. I mean, not doing anything. Just hugging his sister, seeing his mom. What a phenomenal series he had, man. Oh, he's great. He is so great. All right, we'll try to grasp the positives. I'm not quite there right now. It's going to take a while. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Travel take safe. Care, guys. Thanks, yeah. guys. See you. Uh, 131 to 119, the Jazz season comes to an end. We'll get Jazz playoff overtime started coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, one thirty one to one nineteen is your final. The Clippers win and uh, defeat the Jazz four to two in their best of seven playoff series. Coach Lacombe, man, there's <laughs> there are ways to lose basketball games, but that is really something. I certainly understand if the Jazz fans out there are. A little bit in shock and <laughs> feeling the pain a little bit right now. That is such a tough way to lose. Um, you know, so many things had to just totally swing, and they did. Um, you know, David said right there, two percent chance of winning that game um, when the score was seventy-five fifty, and uh, all, lo and behold, the Clippers come back, just have an unbelievably great second half. I, th- I think part of this, um, yeah, the Jazz really struggled in that second half defensively. But you've got to hand the Clippers a ton of credit because, you know, even if the Jazz messed up an assignment, the guys still had to make plays, make shots. You know, Patrick Beverly makes three threes in that game, three of four. It's just, it was just one of those nights. So uh, certainly frustrating. I've been a part of losses, big blowout losses, losses at the buzzer. But I'm going to tell you, that loss right there is the worst type where you are up, you've got total control of the game. And uh, a team storms back and wins because, you know, you just you're especially with it being the last game of the year, just going to be stuck with that memory. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know the Jazz were injured. You know, Rudy was fighting through some stuff. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. But, you know, you you work so hard, you get up 22 in the half. I mean, on Twitter, John Hollinger is talking about should the Jazz rest Conley in the second half? I mean, and, and maybe that, you know, I just don't understand. You don't see letdowns like that. Uh, from in the playoffs from number one seeds from from good teams like the Utah Jazz very often. It's just that was a tough one to watch. I mean, the 22-point the lead was erased in one quarter pretty much. 
Yeah. And that we, is something. That is absolutely crazy. And, you know, when they made that run and, and got that thing tied in the end of, by the end of the third quarter, you knew. I mean, the, the momentum had completely shifted. The Jazz were in a tough spot. And uh, the Clippers just continued to play great, you know, ended up getting that lead to 10 points. And um, unfortunately, the Jazz just could not recover. But um, just, uh, again, uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to digest, but I think the the main thing you have to do is you have to give the Clippers a ton of credit. Yep. I mean, they won that game. We've talked about injury, you know, how unfortunate it, but David made the point. Kawhi Leonard was out <laughs> for two straight games, yeah. and the Clippers just played great. Yep, they sure did. Uh, tonight, Terrence Mann had 39 points, a career high for him in college or pro. Paul George with 28, Reggie Jackson with 27 for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell had 39 Royce uh, had 21, and Jordan Clarkson had 21, but not enough. The Jazz lose tonight, 131 to 119. For the final time this season, we will say good night to our network stations. Feels a little weird. This is usually when I tease our next broadcast, but uh, I want to thank all our network stations and all the listeners out there for listening to Utah Jazz basketball all season long. For those of you sticking around with us, uh, we'll have post game playoff sound for you coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, 131-119. to 119. The Clippers eliminate the Utah Jazz four games to two and move on to the Western Conference Finals. We'll get some post-game sound for you uh, coming up here momentarily with Coach Quinn Snyder, but let's look at your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. The Jazz ended up shooting tonight 49.4% from the field, 47.7% from three, 21 of 44. Jazz were led by Donovan Mitchell's 39 points on 12 of 27 shooting. Uh, Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson both had 21 apiece. Bogdanovich with 14 Rudy had 12 and 10. Mike Conley in his return had uh, five points, three assists, and a couple of rebounds for the Clippers. What a performance from Terrence Mann. 39 points uh, tonight. Paul George added 28. Reggie Jackson with 27. Nick Batum with uh, with 16. Uh, Patrick Beverly had 12 coming in off the bench. Uh, The Clippers tonight shot 56.5% from the field, 51% from three. And what did they score, Tim? 81 points in the second half. 81 points, and it was like an onslaught. You know, it, it happened so fast. Um, you know, the Jazz really kind of started the ball rolling with careless passes, gave up a ton of just turnovers, turnovers for touchdowns. And uh, before you knew it, that game was down within striking distance. And the, the, the Clippers got a ton of confidence out of that, and it seemed like every single guy that shot the ball in the second half made, made the shot. Including Patrick Beverly. Patrick, yeah. Which, and by the way, that one Patrick Beverly hit that, what was there, about five minutes, six minutes to go in the game, and the Jazz were trying to get back in it, and that was kind of a, a bit of a dagger. And uh, he had Bogdanovich right in his face. Oh, great yeah. contest. I mean, he had to really jump to get over the top. So you just have to, at that point, you have to understand it was kind of in the cards. I mean, the, the Clippers just got it going. And when I say got it going, every single guy got it going. Yeah, they sure did. I mean, yeah, Terrence Mann hadn't scored that many points in in his career in college either. 
How good was he? He was awesome. Man, but he was, but he's, he was shooting wide open shots. I mean, you, you know, you said it uh, with Locke. The, the Clippers got 22 corner threes, which usually the Jazz do not give up, but they adjusted. Uh, the Clippers, you know, got into the paint. They got Rudy to react, and then they just had, you know, wide open corner three after wide open corner three. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, uh, for, for the most part, the Jazz have been great at eliminating three-point shots this year from their opponent, and particularly corner threes. They're because corner threes are so so much more desirable for the offense. Uh, but tonight, you know, the Jazz just hadn't I, – I guess it wasn't just tonight. I, it was four games straight. The Jazz just really didn't have any kind of answer for for what the Clippers did uh, from an offensive or defensive standpoint. Yeah. Clippers, by the way, 27 assists on 48 made field goals. They're playing great basketball. Yeah. <clears throat> sure are. All right, let's get some post-game sound going. Uh, let's go back to L.A. and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Okay. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Quinn. So um, the Clippers score 81 after halftime on 71% shooting. Uh, can you kind of just start off by telling us you know, what kind of went wrong defensively in the second half? Sure. I'm sorry, Eric. I can't. Someone was on, not on mute. I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Try again. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's pretty loud in the arena nice. still. Yeah. Um, Clippers, 81 points after halftime on 71% shooting. Can you kind of just start off by explaining, you know, what kind of changed in the second half defensively? Well, I think the beginning of the third quarter, you know, we started off um, turning the ball over. And, you know, that, that initially got them going. Um, you know, the, the 71% shooting is also, you know, 74% um, from three. You know, we were trying to guard the ball and you know, struggled to stay in front. And, you know, when, when Rudy would come over to protect the rim, um, you know, initially we were, we were getting back to man. And, you know, he started making shots, um, you know, and we, we played zone, got in full rotations against, against them with man making shots and you know every everybody everybody made shots that you know that's their 74 percent from three which is you know an unusual an unusual number um that said obviously there's there's things that, that we didn't execute on uh, beginning with you know being able to defend the ball up front and, you know when guys are getting into the paint they were also getting in you know when rudy was reluctant to come over or we were late in our rotations and they took advantage of it with the ball movement. And we had five guys out there that were making threes and they, they were all making them. Um, so, like I said, I, I think our inefficiency early on in the third quarter, turning the ball over, I don't know how many turnovers we had in the second half. It was, they, they led to a lot of baskets and then obviously in the half court, they just, they spaced us and, and moved it and, and had us on our heels. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. And can you tell me what it's like watching Donovan through this series? And, you know, he had a couple more times in this game where, you know, Beverly fell on his ankle and then that last play with a minute left where he turned the ankle again and he's, you know, just giving it everything that he's got despite being so banged up. Well, he, he's he's a warrior. And, you know, I, I think it's a unique player that, um, has the competitiveness and, and the desire to, to play through that type of that type of pain. 
And, you know, obviously you saw the way that he started the game. And, you know, I think as the game progresses, um, it just becomes harder and harder on him um, because, because of his ankle. And then particularly when, when, they're, when they're scoring the way they did, um, you know, at, at an unbelievable level, that, that also can be deflating uh, to your entire group. Tony Jones, the yeah, athletic. Coach, you uh, you called several timeouts to try to, you know, uh, to, to try to stop the tide and stem the runs. You know, at, at which point does it just comes down to trying to get a few defensive stops and and a, and a few defensive rebounds on uh, on the few shots that they're getting. Yeah, I mean, we we, you know, when. We called timeouts to, to try to make, you know, adjustments to how we were defending, you know, the five out, um, whether it was, you know, getting back to man, you know, stunning at him and then he's making, um, then we went zone. Um, then we got in full rotations, um, but, you know, they were consistently in the paint, um, you know, where we're putting ourselves in, in help situations that are, uh, you know that you're you're capable of of trying to rotate better, and but you're you're going to give up a, a look, um, and you're trying to protect the rim. So it's those were a lot of things we were talking about in timeouts. And then again, you know I think on, on the offensive end, you know your your defense affects your offense when you're taking the ball out of the out of the net. Um, you know particularly for us when you know we were, we were getting out and getting stops, we're able to push the ball and run and get some easier looks, but. And now you're playing against the set defense and, you know, they have excellent perimeter defenders and put a lot of pressure on the ball. Um, it was just a, it was a tough night for us all the way around. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of this team. Um, you know, when you finish on a game like this, it's, it's hard to, to reflect on what, you know, I think was, you know, an outstanding year with you know, some, some high level performances, obviously, you know, in, in the playoffs, what, what Donovan was able to do, a lot of the individual things that our guys did, um, you know, just again, uh, like I said, proud, proud of this group and appreciate the opportunity to coach them. And obviously we would have hoped for a different result tonight. Um, and it, it's hard, particularly when we have the kind of lead we did going into the second half to, to see, um, you know, the game finish that way and, and the season finish that way. And Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, so w when they can put Rudy in that awkward spot where they know they're going to beat their defender off the dribble and they're going to pull him over and then just kick to the corner for threes, is there any other adjustment you can make other than you just have to stay in front of your guy better? Or, or you know, is it a Rudy problem? No, I mean, it, it, schematically, you know, when man was in the strong corner early, um, Rudy shifted in, he's protecting the rim and, we're trying to fall off to, you know, to, to get to shooters. Um, they put man on the other side of the floor, which, you know, in theory allows us to help more coming from the baseline. Um, you know, we, the hard thing about the penetration is when, when, when they're getting middle, it, it pulls you in and then the rotations are, are much, much shorter um, or longer. I should say more difficult is the best way to talk about it. So, um, they were moving their spacing around, but, you know, the consistent thing is, um, you know, we're trying to protect the rim and, you know, you're, you're hoping that some of those threes that you, you get contested and they, 
you know, there were late contests on a lot of them and they were, they were making them. And, you know, obviously if you're shooting 74% from three, there's, there's, there's always, you know, we'll watch the film and, you know, we'll kick ourselves that there's things that, you know, we wanted to do more or better. Um, but, you know, hats off to them for, you know, the kind of night that they had, you know, driving the ball and kicking it and shooting it. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. And given the success that they had with small ball throughout the series, you know, obviously they had 27 shots at the rim, 22 corner threes. That's not the style of defense you guys usually play. What is it that you guys can do against small ball in the future? Or does this like roster need to change in some way in order for you guys to defend against them? Well, I, I, I think that's a, you know, a, a statement that, you know, when you have a game like this, it's easy to react to it on that kind of level. But, you know, we have the defensive player of the year in Rudy. Um, you know, we've been able to defend in those situations this year, um, doing very similar things. Um, tonight, you know, we, we, we gave up the rim uh, early as well. And when we did come over and protect the rim, the ball got kicked out. So, you know, clearly it, it was a tough night um, in many respects, you know, and, and on the defensive end. But I, I certainly wouldn't, um, you know, jump to any type of conclusion regarding that. And, you know, there are certain matchups, obviously, that are harder than others. But um, tonight was a unique night as far as, you know, what they did. Um, There's a lot of things that we did that were very similar to what we'd done during the series and had, had success early on. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Coach. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. <clears throat> and uh, it's probably tough to answer a lot of those questions right after the season ends like that. I, I don't envy him there. It's tough to get up there and answer those. I'll tell you what, it's crazy, too, because you're so immersed in a season. And when you lose that last game and you don't have a game anymore, it's like, uh, you know, everything just kind of stops and you're kind of looking around like, whoa. Um, so it, it's definitely, I think there's a part of that. You're in a little bit of a shock too. And then uh, when you take into account the Jazz were up 25, um, things were really trending well. I mean, that thing really turned. But, you know, while Quinn was talking, he talked about the turnovers a little more. The Jazz turned the ball over uh, – 17 times, 13 of them were live ball, and the Clippers scored 31 points on the wow, turnovers. that is so, a huge number. I mean, you want to talk about easy baskets, and if you go back and watch, a ton of those were right there in the where the Jazz had that big lead. And, you know, you don't feel it as much because you're up 20, and then it's down to 17, you're still 17, but then it's 15, and it's 12, and, and that that was a really killer part of that game. As we were watching it, as you put it, turnovers for touchdowns. Yeah, they a lot were. Of those. I mean, they were. You go back and look, they, they had so many that just resulted in playing fast break basketball and getting downhill and scoring at the at the rim. And those are hard because, you know, if you kick the ball out of bounds and can get set defensively, you're almost better off. I mean, you just, you know, they, they had a 22-point lead. They finished the quarter with a three-point lead. I mean, being outscored by 19 points in a quarter, I don't think that happened in the Jazz all year. No, and, and that number, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy to give up you know, they gave up 81 points in the second half. I mean, we just haven't this, – this is a defensive team that has been so solid all year. And so, again, credit to, to Ty Lu for finding the exact potion that worked. And I'm telling you, it worked. Yeah, it sure did. All right. Uh, we Your final 
131 to 119. Jazz loses the Clippers tonight, and uh, their playoff run has come to an end. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get some player sound coming up next. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, post-game brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Enjoy the, uh, the explore, excuse me, the world safely this summer. The all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, 131-119. Jazz fall to the L.A. Clippers and are eliminated from the playoffs. Let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight, points in the paint. Let's see here. Uh, Jazz actually out, or no, the Clippers outscored the Jazz 42 to 40. But uh, it, points off turnovers and fast break points are right above that, by the way. Yeah, shoot those at us. Uh, let's see here. The Clippers... Fast break points, 21 to 7. Yikes. Points off turnovers, Clippers outscore the Jazz, 31 to 4. There's your game. Oh, man. Yeah. And your, that really is your ball game, though. I mean, that's those numbers are crazy. Jazz finished the night with 16 total turnovers, but I think it's the the type and the timing that were so uh, brutal. And, and, uh, Tony Jones just tweeted this out, but the Jazz gave up 80 points in 22 minutes. Hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch, you know, we've seen a lot of games. I haven't seen 80 in 22 very often. Yeah, that's a lot. So the Clippers poured it on. The Jazz defense uh, was not ideal, obviously, in the second half, and the Jazz really stopped scoring the ball. So, I mean, it was it was one of those things. The Jazz scored, let's see here, 47 points in the second half. So. I think one of the things that, you know, the Jazz, they were able to deal with all year long, and we talked about it. You know, they, they were they were big, but they were small. Uh, but this, cra- this, this small ball lineup, you know, with Rudy out there, really made it difficult for the Jazz to get any kind of rhythm defensively. Um, they they kind of got exposed athletically. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of guys out there that were guarding their yard. And so I think that that's one thing, you know, you, talk, you start talking about, um, what this does, you know, how does it affect the team, the roster? But that's one piece. Uh, they they really kind of looked slow and had a hard time keeping guys in front of them. Yeah, they did. All right, let's keep the post game sound rolling. Let's now go back to LA and hear from Rudy Gobert. Okay, we'll start with Tony Jones, the Athletic. Rudy, um, you know, obviously the you know the shot making they they shot seventy four percent from three. But they played with a force in the second half that you guys didn't match uh, on either end of the floor. What could you guys have done to, to change that in terms of the physicality and the way they were able to turn you guys over and get out transition and get easy buckets uh, on the other end? And that's what got them going uh, from three-point range. You know, I think that uh, you got to give them credit, first of all, the 
I think they were the tougher team uh, over the course of the series and the more connected team. Uh, you know, they stayed together. Even when down down 22, they, they kept playing the, their style of basketball. They kept moving the ball. They kept finding the open man and trusting the open man. And, uh, you know, they, they stayed with it. So, first of all, you got to give them credit. You know, you got to give credit to to uh to man Reggie Jackson all these guys for knocking down you know the shots and and uh you know and kept trusting it you know down twenty knocking down the shots uh, and and for us I think you know it's uh I mean it's pretty much the story of our season you know obviously it was a great year but uh you know they I think if I think you know they ought to take another step in the playoffs is you know uh. A lot of things that we're gonna have to. I mean, not gonna have to to just be better. You know, learn from the experience and you know and understand uh, what we want to do when it's playoff time and how we want to play and and also you know uh, as a team, you know, try to uh, just play all style of basketball and you know stay connected. You know, don't fall into some. Uh, we, we we get disconnected sometimes and and, and it affects our offense and it affects our defense. And, you know, and, and those games uh, usually end up in losses. You know, so it's just going to watch film, see what we can do better. Uh, you know, obviously it's painful. You know, we felt like we had all the, uh, first of all, we, we had a great year, but we felt like we had all the weapons to try to take a shot at the title. So it's it's painful, but, uh, you know, everything is a, is a learning experience and hopefully we learn from, from that and we all come back better and, and you know, and uh, and ready to to, to play, uh, uh, to, to to just try to play a style of basketball that's gonna punish the teams uh, that want to play certain ways. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Rudy, can you kind of just take us through those last few minutes when you know it was apparent that there wasn't going to be enough time left for you guys to pull it off and kind of just take us through what was. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. Hey, can you just take us through those last few minutes? What was going through your mind as it started to sink in that the game was out of reach? I was just thinking about, obviously, I was trying to stay focused in case we had a chance to still win it. But at the end, I was thinking about next year. You know, obviously the pain. You know, it's been the last few years. It's have ended in a frustrating way, you know, for us as a team, for myself. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to ask myself the, obviously the, the, the right questions, you know, and uh, hopefully when, when, I, when I cool down a little bit, I'll be able to have a clear mind and, and try to, you know, think about what can I do, what can we do to, to make sure that never happens again. Okay, we have time for one more. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Rudy, two things really quick, sorry. First of all, did you get hurt in the first quarter on that fall? And second of all, what this was maybe the best offensive attack we saw against you this year. When they're getting into the paint like that, and then you're stuck having to guard the three as well, what do you need help with from your teammates, and what do you need to do better? Uh, from the from the fall, yeah. I mean, I, couldn't, I just couldn't move, you know, uh, I felt on my right, on my hip, and uh, I just couldn't feel my right side, you know, so I couldn't move. 
um, it's unfortunate, you know, but uh, when I when I looked at the video, I'm glad that uh, I didn't break my arm or didn't break anything. So it's unfortunate that it happened early in the game when I put a move, but you know, it's part of the game. And uh, I mean, I think we just got. Uh, I think it, it takes team effort, you know, to. Obviously, they have a lot of talented guys. Uh, you know, Reggie Jackson has been playing uh, uh, great offensively. Uh, obviously, Paul George. Uh, uh, and if they 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 are they are role players are doing a great job. You know, moving the ball and and try to find the best shot possible every time. You know, and uh, it makes it harder for us to to guard and and also for me. You know, uh, I'm just trying to do what you know what. What I'm supposed to, which is, uh, you know, when when someone's getting beat on the perimeter, uh, I have to have his back. And you know, uh, you know, when we when when we're about to fully rotate, uh, you know, we, we we do. But sometimes when the spacing doesn't allow it, you know, uh, I got to make this decision of either staying with my guy and then uh, giving away giving up a layup or helping and you know giving uh, giving up a potential three. So you know we 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 decided that uh, you know we we rather like give, giving up you know man or Pat Beverly or these guys threes instead of you know layups at the rim and you know you gotta give them credit you know they they made us pay for it. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Rudy. There you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert, obviously uh, talking. You can hear the frustration in his voice there. I thought Ben Anderson asked uh, a couple of really good questions there at the end. Uh, Rudy did take a hard fall in the first half, and uh, he, he talked about how he had trouble moving after that. So that certainly was uh, was an impactful thing that happened. What do you know, an injury having an impact on this series? I mean, that, that was kind of the theme of it all. Uh, but then talking about, uh, you know, playing defense, me, you know, Rudy was being asked to do a lot to to guard the paint, to help out on defense, and then get back out to the corner. And uh, it, you know, it didn't work so well. Yeah, and the Clippers kept running, you know, the same kind of action, really kind of making the Jazz choose. And, um, you know, it was it was really difficult. And Terrence Mann sat in that corner. It seemed like he was, it was like Johnny Harley, and he was open all night in the corner. Uh, he he played, uh, you know, Mann was, was unbelievable, but he did get great looks and open shots. I thought one thing that was interesting right there, Rudy talked about, he, he said that the, and this is something we've talked about, um, the, t- the Clippers were the tougher team, he said, and they were the more connected team. Um, you know, that they even down 20-something, they continue to play uh, the way they're supposed to move the ball. So um, I, I really like that the Jazz guys, uh, you know, give the opponent credit. And, um, you know, you, you, you do have to do that. That's just uh, – I feel like the Jazz got beat. They got beat. Yeah, they did. And, and the Clippers played hard and the Clippers played well. There's no doubt. Just a tough, just a tough, tough way to lose a basketball game. I mean, to be up – as many as 25 to be up 22 at the half, uh, to really have that momentum going and to just have it all disappear uh, is is pretty remarkable. You just didn't see that happen all that much to this Jazz team over the uh, this year. And you know, like again, that stat of two percent. You just watch. We watch so many games. You know, you watch a hundred games, and two of those games are going to come out <laughs> like this one did out of a hundred. And unfortunately, the Jazz were just wrong on the wrong end of that stat tonight. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, real quick before we get to Donovan, Jazz playoff overtime host Austin Horton has done some uh, statistical uh, digging. 
Uh, talk about uh, the Jazz being doomed by live ball turnovers once again. Uh, let's see here. Um, 13 steals for the Clippers translated to 17 direct points. Uh, only four live ball turnovers in the first half, nine live ball turnovers in half number two. Yikes. So that's yeah. a lot. And it, and it was a, a problem throughout the year. You know, that was something when the Jazz – did not play well. That was always that was one of the things that was kind of a culprit. Yep. All right, let's get some more sound going. Let's uh, go back to Los Angeles and hear from Donovan Mitchell. Okay, we'll start with Tony Jones, the Athletic. Rudy, um, you know, obviously. All right, we'll get back to that here in a second. We thought we were going to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Alex got a wire crossed. That sounded an awful lot like Rudy. It did sound like Rudy. He's got that accent, you know, kind of hard to mistake. Uh, we ready now? Let's go back down to Donovan. Okay. We'll start with John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, just looking at, at the way things progressed um, th- through the second half, and and what, what what was really kind of the point where it unraveled and, and where things just – weren't going your way what what was really from your perspective the reasons behind it um first off i want to start this press conference off by saying uh salute to terrence man um i've played against terrence since like middle school um, he's always been a dog and a warrior um he played his ass off he got inserted to the lineup and he's been hooping ever since, and, you know, he's, he's good. He's, he's really good. And um, tonight he showed it on the biggest stage and, you know, kind of won it for him in a sense. Uh, so I want to give him his props, um, give him his respect, and uh, that's how I want to start off there. Um, as far as the game, I mean, he's turned the ball over a lot. You know, we, we – didn't execute defensively. Um, he didn't get back, letting guys do whatever they want. We were up 22 points, and there was a point where we just kind of just acted like, I wouldn't say intentionally, but just a kind of, um, I wouldn't say it was like, you know, attention effort. We were in the huddle communicating, and we were fighting. But we just made certain mistakes that we didn't make to be up 22. Um, and you know, like I said, Terrence, we didn't, I don't think any of us expected Terrence to go off the way he did. So that kind of, you know, was a little bit of a punch and we weren't ready for it. And that can't happen, but I ain't got much else for you. Uh, whoever just asked that question, sorry. Okay, next up, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, just a simple question. What do you think the biggest reason is that you lost the series? I mean, Andy, like, Mike Conley is a hall, I think, a Hall of Famer. Um, not having him is tough. We saw his impact in the Memphis series. Um, but with that being said, we did go up 2-0. Um, and I think there were certain things that they adjusted that we were ready for but weren't ready for. And I think for us, it's just... Uh, um, I'm... We just didn't do a lot of things the same way we did in game two. They made adjustments and we had adjustments ready, but we didn't necessarily execute it as a group. Um, and I think that's, you know, when you have a team that's battle tested, you know, um, Kawhi, 
I know he got hurt. Paul, Tatum, Beverly, Jackson, uh, Rondo. You know, they got a lot of guys who are battle tested and seen it. And then you got the coach, the coaching staff, which was, was pretty good too. You know, we, they made adjustments and we made great adjustments as a coaching staff, as a, as a uh, team. But I think for us, we just didn't execute it on the floor. And that's on us. Um, ain't on anybody else but the guys on the floor. Uh, you know, we were, we, we were in positions to win a lot of these games, I felt like. Um, and we just didn't. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Don, about a minute left, um, you turned your ankle again and you were down on the floor and slammed your hands on the floor. And just at that point, the game was getting out of hand. Can you just tell me about your level of frustration, being in pain, seeing the game slip away? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it hurt. Um, and it was just a lot going on. It was slipping away, like you said, and just tried to fight. That's it, really. Um, we all did, but you gotta give them credit. That's there. Eric, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, where were you at physically to begin the game? Like, how close to normal would you say you were? Obviously, it seemed like you were maybe kind of trying to ease through your pregame warm-up based on what we've seen before, and then you go out and have that kind of crazy 16-point first quarter. How were you feeling uh, when the game started? Um, not great, but I hadn't, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to hear it say or, you know, say, oh, I was hurt. That's not, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, but just trying to find a way by any means necessary. That 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 was the mindset. You know, Mike went out there, battled his butt off. We all did. Uh, but you know, sometimes you just gotta have the mental fortitude to understand that we didn't want to go home. <laughs> not ready. I wasn't ready for this. Still not mentally ready for this to be over. We worked so damn hard, you know, for this to for for us to be here and for it to happen like this. I think for me, it's, it's, and for all of us, it's devastating. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you try and fight through things and try to continue to battle and, and battle and fight. And I don't know, I told you, it's, it's tough. I mean, they're, they're a talented team. They did a lot of different things. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. Okay, last question. Rachel Nichols, ESPN. Hey, Donovan, congratulations on just fighting through such a tough series. Um, what is it like for you for like the next week or so? What do you remember from last year? Or just sort of how you're going to feel? When do you start to kind of come out of it? Well, Rachel, it hasn't fully sunk in for me yet. Um, I'm still in shock. Um, this summer is going to look a little different because obviously I'm hurt. So definitely trying to rehab first. So I'm ready for, for next season. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing next week. I mean, I'd probably be sitting here mad as hell watching the games and and doing whatever. But this is, this is, this hurts more than last year because we were up again lost like again and that that this this 
is going to eat at me for a long time watching the lake uh, like the clippers and the uh suns play in the conference finals and even watching the finals like this was made it had an incredible regular season made so many pushes and we continued to fight but man like this is going to eat at me when i even when i go to the grocery store i'm gonna be thinking about this like you know what i mean like this is wow uh i don't know if that puts it in perspective for you richard but i appreciate that and i know uh all of us on this call we really appreciate you being so gracious this whole season donovan thank you thank you yep that's it thank you donovan Donovan Mitchell, emotional post-game comments, as you would uh, as you would expect uh, from the Jazz star. Thirty-nine points tonight, twelve of twenty-seven from the field, nine of fifteen from three. He also had nine rebounds and nine assists. As he had just a monster game. He actually had a monster series. I mean, he played really well. I know the ankle uh, is a big topic of conversation, but uh, he he played really well in spite of that injured ankle. Um, and uh, one thing that stood out to me, coach, and, and maybe this is a little in the weeds, but he talked about the adjustments because you and I have been keeping an eye on that. He said the coaching staff made them. They didn't execute them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I admire somebody taking uh, personal accountability. You know, he's saying, hey, they, they didn't do what they needed to do and we're supposed to do. Yeah. It, you know, that's the team takes care of the team. And, um, you know, I, I think that the one thing that you, you can count on with Donovan, he – you know, the wins and losses matter to him. You know, this is, uh, as he talked about at the end, really devastating for yeah. him, really hard. And, uh, you know, I'll put a little positive light on it. You know, I talked to you about this. You know, this is another – they advanced another step. And, yes, they lost again. Um, but, you know, knocking down pegs, they got first round last year, second round this year. You know, I'm, I'm surprised he said he said this one hurt more than last year. Um, because we we've heard them talk all year long about you know how the pain of losing in the bubble to the Nuggets was something that drove this uh, you know extraordinary season, uh, leading them to the best record in the in the regular season and and playing so well at times, winning 21 of 23, and you know talked about how that was a motivating feeling. I mean, you know that's got to put in perspective how Donovan's feeling right now. If he's saying that uh, this this one feels way worse because that one stung the whole team last year. Oh, for sure. And the, from experience, I can tell you that uh, these, this is going to hurt. You know, the the hurt of last year's kind of subsided because the Jazz came out and had a, a nice year. So this one will stick with them. Um, and, and it'll be, be something that they, you know, they've got to kind of rally and build around. Uh, but I'm with you. Donovan played. A remarkable series. Um, a lot has been made, you know, of his ankle, you know, and the ankle bug, bugging him. Uh, but I, I haven't seen, you know, as good a playoff series in a long, long time uh, by a Jazz guy. I mean, he was unbelievable in the yeah. bubble too. So that's a really good sign. This guy, when the playoffs come, he he takes it to another level, which you love. Can I just uh, make light of something? I know everybody's in a bit of a grumpy mood, but uh, I, Donovan mentioned he's going to take this one with him it's going to eat at him and then he mentioned even when i go to the grocery store i i had just this funny visual of donovan mitchell with his grocery cart fuming around the produce aisle just knocking with a, people with out. a scowl on his face and just i'm like oh can't believe we're up 2-0 just bump like bumper cars where are the, the granny smith apples you know <laughs> out of my way, Granny. Yeah, I just had this funny visual of Donovan uh, fuming around the grocery store in his own little world, still still thinking about tough playoff losses. This is, you know, this is professional sports. This is why the playoffs are so 
intense. And, uh, you know, I, it's, I'm sure it was tough for Donovan to get up there and have that post game, but it's moments like that. You can tell just how much he cares and, and how motivated he is to, you know, lift this franchise to new levels. I mean, it's kind of crazy to say that's what you want to hear out of a player, such an emotional post post game, but it really is. And just a, you know, Donovan's a class act the way he starts by giving kudos to Terrence Mann, somebody he's known for a long time. Uh, he's a classy young guy who's, He's learning so much through all this. And, uh, you know, hard things make uh, the good things better. So uh, the Jazz have just got to keep plugging along, keep trying to find, um, you know, ways to to find success in the playoffs. This one, this one will sting for a minute. 131 to 119 is your final coming up right around the corner. We'll get you more post-game sound, post-game uh, the postgame show is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer. In the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 131 to 119 is your final. Jazz eliminated from the playoffs by the L.A. Clippers, who are on to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history. Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, let's check out the points in the paint coach brought to you by safe light or not the points in the paint, excuse me, the master of the glass brought to you by safe light auto glass. Uh, they're proud to announce they'll be donating $4,800 to the United way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors, the tools for childhood education, youth, social and emotional health and family financial stability. This year's master of the glass, of course, was Rudy Gobert who secured 960 rebounds throughout the regular season. Tonight's master of the glass for the Utah Jazz, a shared honor by Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal, who both had 10 rebounds apiece. Donovan Mitchell had nine rebounds tonight. Donovan, one rebound and one assist away from a triple-double to go along with his 39 points. Uh, but uh, the Jazz, let's see, out-rebounded the Clippers 43-33. to Tonight's um, matchup was not decided on the glass. No, you said, you know, what you those numbers you threw out earlier, fast-break points that are – totally tied to turnovers, you know, and um, the points off turnovers, that really, to me, that was the difference in the ballgame. Huge difference. 31 to 4 points off turnovers. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big number uh, right there. And, uh, yeah, the Jazz came up short, and the Clippers played incredible in the second half. And, you know, the Jazz went from getting, uh, you know, I thought they played great defense, certainly in the second quarter. They played great defense in the first half, and that just went out the window. As the Clippers also found their stroke. I mean, we can't get over the fact that, uh, you know, Terrence Mann uh, had the game of his absolute life, shot 70% from three. Uh, Austin, I believe, and Austin's been uh, spitting out fire on the the tweet, uh, the Twitter machine with uh, statistics. But, uh, in fact, got a, uh, Austin, our boy Austin, got a shout-out from Jay Hill on Twitter for, for Austin's uh, statistics. But uh, the uh, let's see. Let me just read this tweet from our guy. 
He says, uh, unbelievable second half shooting from the Clippers. I thought uh, there was no way. Uh, I thought going into the fourth, no way the Clippers shoot 70% from three in the fourth like they did in the third. They didn't shoot 70%. You want to know what they shot? 82. 78% okay. in the fourth. 14 of 19 from three in the second half. I mean, and you can play. I know people say, well, Terrence Mann was wide open. You can take 19 shots in practice and make five. You know, I mean, it's just there. there is some, um, like I said, everybody started making shots for their team in the second half, and it was it was contagious. Yeah, it certainly was. All right, let's uh, keep the post-game sound train rolling. Back to L- L.A. we go. Let's hear from Mike Conley. First up, we'll have Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike. So can you kind of uh, take us through – how you were feeling, how close to normal you were, and kind of, you know, what your ability to play anywhere close to normal was as the game went along. Um, you know, I, I did my best to kind of try to prepare. Um, you know, I was initially, like, I was told I wasn't even going to be able to play this series, um, you know, just last Friday, so. Uh, for me to be out there was, uh, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be the last game or not, so I kind of had to had to try and try and move as best I can. Obviously, you know, I could not move as good. Um, I think all of us, you know, there's a lot of guys who are playing through stuff, but we, you know, we definitely, you know, playing through a lot of pain, and, uh, and you know, we we tried to make it happen and give ourselves a chance, and uh, you know, it was a tough night. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Mike, is this one a little bit harder to take than last year's loss? Uh, it's, it's definitely tough um, considering, you know, what we were able to accomplish all year, how we had been playing um, as a unit. Um, and like I said, all, all the teams are going through injuries and different things, but um, you know, our, the timing of them and, the, you know, the way that, that ours hit, you know, really changed a lot of things. And, um, you know, we, we had such high hopes, you know, going forward and in a year that, you know, it is wide open, you know, anybody can win it this year. Um, and just, just frustrating that we don't get that opportunity and, and to do it with these guys and, um, that we've worked so hard to kind of get in this position. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Just what happened defensively in that second half with allowing allowing 81 points? Well, it looked like, you know, they just started to try to uh, drive us, you know, one-on-one, try to create uh, help situations. I thought Terrence Mann, um, once he started, you know, making corner threes and getting to the rim, uh, really changed the game for them. You know, that was a guy that, um, you know, we were – um, you know, kind of stunning off of early and uh, trying to see, you know, how, how he you know, was going to attack offensively. And once he got going, it was it was tough. And then Reggie Jackson obviously getting to the rim and uh, finishing making plays late uh, was, was really, really tough for us. And we just needed to, you know, in those moments to help each other. And uh, we just were a step or two slow on every every rotation. And can't be like that uh, on the road in a hostile environment against a team that's as good as the Clippers. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports.com. 
Mike, with the season ending so weird with you basically not being on the floor and Donovan clearly being hurt, you guys not getting to see what your potential was, and then also the uncertainty of what the offseason holds for you. Is it going to be difficult to look back and kind of understand what this season was or, you know, what it could have been? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be tough. You know, I think it won't all set in until, you know, a week or so or whatever. But, um, you know, just like I used to tell the guys all season, man, you know, cherish these moments as, as teammates, um, you know, being around our coaches, uh, the ride that we were on, you know, you don't get to experience that every year. And, and we may never be together as a as a unit ever again. That same that same team. So um, we tried to live by that and tried to tried to you know stay in the moment uh, throughout the year and and even now you know. So it was uh, it's going to be tough, and I'm sure we're all going to have to you know kind of reflect on it when it, when the time comes. Last question, Maria from Tab Deportes. Hi, Mike. Um, despite the last. How would you describe your team's collective effort throughout the season? I mean, we've seen you constantly stepping up and doing your best. Can you walk us through that journey? Well, yeah, um, I'm, I've been extremely proud of a lot of the guys on our team. Um, we've had a lot of guys step up at different moments during the year, you know, whether it was me, Aoni, or Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, down the line, we've just had guys uh, – have different stretches that, that kept us afloat. Uh, obviously we had a few injuries here and there and, and, um, and we were able to, to, to stay afloat during that because of the, the, the hard work that all these guys were putting in, the ones that, you know, don't get all the attention, uh, ones that are working every day, you know, tirelessly and not getting in the game. But when their, their time was called, they were ready to go. And, um, you know, those young guys were big for us this year. Um, obviously Donovan, Rudy, you know, um, Royce, I mean, Royce was unbelievable, um, what he sacrificed for our team and what he was able to do on defensive end. Um, just, it was a real pleasure to, to compete with those guys and, um, and, and share the floor with them. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Mike. Mike Conley, who uh, came made his debut in the series tonight, five points, one of eight shooting in 26 minutes. Uh, Mike uh, made an interesting revelation there, said he was told he would likely not be available for the entire series. So you can tell that, uh, you know, he was rehabbing and really wanted to be back and tried to be out there to make a difference for his team. And, you know, the numbers weren't spectacular. But I thought he did make a difference for the team. He's got that calming uh, presence. Um, he had a turnover issues tonight. He had six of them. And, you know, I, I thought he was trying to make the right passes. He just it's tough, uh, I'm sure, to just get put back into that situation and expect to, you know, expect it to be the difference maker. Yeah, it's almost like getting dropped right in the middle of an L.A. freeway, you know, and yeah. trying to negotiate it. He has not been used to the speed of the game. Um, and, you know, the this series has really kind of uh, happened while he's been out. So he, he was really trying to do it on the fly. I, I felt like Mike was, you know, you could tell he was not close to 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, he... He didn't. He doesn't typically turn the ball over like that. I think he just lacked a little bit of burst to get away from guys. And um, but you got to credit him for for the work he put in to get back. Yeah, you certainly do. And he made a huge difference for the team this year. And Donovan, uh, in his post game comments, he certainly mentioned that that they were missing him going into the series. And that's kind of one of those no duh takes. But you know, coming from Donovan Mitchell, where he it didn't sound to me like he 
he was trying to make an excuse as much as talking about how important Mike Conley is to the team and has, has made himself uh, that important to this team. And he had just a phenomenal year. He deserved that all-star berth. Um, he's, he fit into this team. He changed his game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to see the season come to an end like that because you wonder what if, you know, when the team was firing and the team was uh, on all cylinders and the team was healthy and, and rolling and everybody was a star in their role, as George Neang said, you know, things were going so well. And it's, it's tough to see, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, you know, limp through a series and, and I'm sure they're going to say what if. And it's, it's tough because all, all NBA teams go through this in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, the timing on the injuries this year was tough. Uh, it was definitely tough. Um, you know, timing in general, there's, that is a huge part of being successful. You know, um, the Jazz had their opportunities, you know, in the 90s to win a couple championships. Their timing was tough because Michael Jordan was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, this year, it just shows you how hard it is at the end of the day to win one. Um, you know, the, the teams that are left, the Suns, the Clippers, uh, the Nets, 76ers, and Hawks, that's five franchises. Uh, the Sixers have won three championships. The Hawks won one in 58, and none of the others have won. So, you know, it, it, there was a, you know, for the Jazz, I know that's the hard part. There was a, a clear path in their mind to teams that they felt like they'd have success against and, unfortunately, you know, just could not get it where, couldn't get everybody together uh, get everybody healthy and and uh, ended up losing. All right, your final tonight: one thirty-one to one nineteen. Jazz game night post-game show brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We will get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this season. Coming up next, stay tuned. It's Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. We needed a night like the 40 Jordan put up against the Warriors or the 40 put up against Philadelphia, and we're seeing it. Batum misses the three. O'Neal has to save the rebound to Clarkson. Clarkson is elevating as he comes to the front court, levitating he in fact. A double. He's working on the left side of the floor. He rises. He fires. He hits. Jordan Clarkson has 21 points in the second quarter. He is absolutely throwing flames. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Of course, Clarkson catching fire, scoring 17 consecutive points in the second quarter. Uh, that almost feels like a completely different game, given how the how the game ended. That's uh, pretty nuts. But Jordan was pretty special there in the second quarter. 131 to 119 is your final. Clippers beat the Jazz. Uh, advance on to the Western Conference Finals. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. It really does. That feels like a totally different game. That's, I, I'm sure, for, for Jazz fans and, and certainly the Jazz players, not only does a, lose, a loss a lose, a loss sting, and to lose four consecutive games is no fun. But to lose a game like that has got to be particularly painful. They're brutal. Uh, so the closest thing I have in my my little stash with that is, you know, we went to the NCAA tournament, played in Dayton. Uh, we were down 25, 24-25 to Iona and uh, ended up winning the game and came back 
think we were down 24 at the half. I remember this game, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might have been a year or two later we played Ole Miss. And we were the team this time you know, against Ole Miss that was up. And very similar to what the Clippers did. They just started ISOing us out and driving us, and we didn't have any answer, and we turned the ball over to their pressure, and we ended up losing the game. So uh, same court, couple different years, but I was on the the right end and the wrong end of, of a very similar game. Got to be brutal. Uh, yeah, no, it is absolutely brutal. You don't get over that for uh, – I'm with Donovan. It, it, that is That takes a little – up takes a pound of flesh. Yeah. Let's get your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping uh, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, the Jazz hit 21 of 44 threes, 47.7%. Donovan was 9 of 15. Bogdanovich, 4 of 8. Royce was uh, 4 for 6. Uh, let's see here. Clarkson, 2 for 6. Ingles, one for, th- uh, 1 for 3 coming in off the bench. You know, what's interesting, and I, I'd have to go back and, and confirm the numbers uh, for sure, but the Jazz, even in their losses, still made a ton of threes and actually shot a, a fairly decent percentage. That's what's interesting. Usually that's a, a real recipe for success. But maybe it's when they hit the threes in this particular game or uh, or what. But, you know, usually you see a line like 21 of 44, and we're talking about a Jazz victory. Yeah, there's 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 no doubt it was uh, it was a weird you go back to game one of the series, I mean, so many weird happenings, right, where the Jazz missed 20 shots in a row, uh, still find a way to win. But uh, a lot of turns in an NBA game, I, I really did think the Jazz had a, a good enough lead here that, you know, that they were going to find their way through. The game turned on a dime. I was just looking at the play-by-play. Uh, the Jazz were up 12 with four minutes to go in the in the third quarter, and by a minute 29 it was tied, or they, it was a two-point game yeah. at that point. So, Went really fast. It went from you know twenty, twenty five to fifteen down to you know, like you said, it all in, made up in one quarter. Uh, let's see here. Just a quick review of the stats. If you're just joining us uh, on an early Saturday morning, uh, Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz tonight. Thirty nine points, nine rebounds, nine assists uh, for uh, just an incredible game for Donovan. Twelve twenty seven, nine of fifteen from three. He really did and on a, on a, a bad wheel. Had one heck of a series. Um, really, uh, and they were trapping him and doubling him all series long, and he still managed to to really perform. Uh, Royce O'Neal at 21, Jordan Clarkson with 21, Bogdanovich had 14, Rudy had 12 and 10. Royce O'Neal also had uh, 10 rebounds. By the way, the Jazz tonight did not have a single block shot. Not often we're talking about that. Wow. Uh, the Clippers were led tonight by Terrence Mann, career-high 39 points. He was 7 of 10 from 3, 15 of 21 from the field. Paul George had 28, Reggie Jackson with 27, Nick Batum with 16, and Patrick Beverly had 12 coming in off the bench, including 3 for 4 from 3, which might be his best three-point shooting performance of his career, uh, and including hit some big ones in the fourth quarter with a hand in his face. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts uh, from you, not only on this game, but uh, on uh, what was one heck of a season. Yeah, the season as a whole, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what you said. You, you you start talking about that first game in Portland, and it seems like it was eight years ago, you know, in some ways. Um, but, no, we saw we saw an evolution, a, a total change in style. Um, you know, we saw you know, guys rise up, you know, that had not uh, had not contributed much. You know, I, I know George Niang was, was really, really struggled in this playoff series, but, man, he was a big piece to the season. Um 
you know, Jordan Clarkson winning sixth man of the year was a phenomenal thing. I think you mentioned Mike Conley getting the all-star game yet again, um, you know, for the first time, Donovan and Rudy get back there. Um, so, you know, the Jazz fight off the, the Suns to have the best record. I think we need to make a note, though, asterisk. I think Austin made this point. You've, you've said it all year, seeding doesn't matter. It's all about the matchups. Uh, and the Clippers, they kind of picked their spot. You know, they felt like they could have some success, um, you know, against Mavericks, the Mavericks and the Jazz, and they, they actually kind of put themselves in a place uh, – for the first time ever to get to the, the conference finals. So um, tonight was was one, again, I've, I've talked about it a bunch. It's going to be a brutal thing for, for everybody. Um, but the, the positive thing is, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a young superstar, and he, he definitely raised the level of his game, um, you know, from last year to this year. And then I felt like he did, even with a bum ankle, you know, in the playoffs. Um, so... Uh, just a, I think the hardest thing about it, Jake, is you know the, I think everybody saw what was out there. You know they saw they didn't see a Lakers team that was just dominating, right. um, you know, standing in their way. Uh, but I, I think it will. You know, when the Jazz finally break through, and I, I do believe they will at some point, um, it's just going to make all of these times and all of these memories uh, fade a little bit. And you know that's that's what you got to look for. That's that's why we're you know that's why we follow teams. Why we're we're fans, and uh, uh, just a ton of, of credit to the, this Jazz organization, the way they put this team together, the coaching staff, the players. Uh, it was, it's been a pleasure to, to watch and cover this team all year. Yeah, yeah, couldn't echo that more. All right, so uh, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone. Uh, those guys are, are the constant around here. They do terrific work. Uh, another um, great season for those guys, of course, uh, David. Uh, one of the hardest working uh, guys in the biz and Booner, nothing but a legend, that guy. It's, it's been fun to be a part of the broadcast with both of those uh, fellas. Uh, I want to say thanks to all of our broadcast assistants uh, this year, uh, Amanda Smith, John Kiefer, Andrew Sorensen. Uh, they're veterans uh, as broadcast assistants, and they put in another dynamite year. So uh, big thanks to those guys. Uh, I, I rarely thank this gentleman. But uh, Ben Russell, who does uh, locks engineering for uh, in in the arena for home games, uh, Ben has been a, a, a member of the team here on the station for a long, 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 long time, and he went to great efforts to do that gig this year. So I want to say thanks to Ben Russell. Uh, thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, uh, Lundy, our boy. Um, uh, so Alex, uh, how many games did you miss this year? None. Were you perfect? I, I missed two. You missed two. He all but two games this year. I, you know, uh, Tim. I, I talk to people all the time, and and you know, I love my gig and 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 what we do. But uh, people don't appreciate uh, how many nights and hours go into an NBA season. It's it's really incredible. I haven't done the math on on exactly how many games we've had this year. I don't think I want to. I I don't really want to either. But uh, it's 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 an incredible time and energy commitment. And uh, the the thing with this is is you know I, I bring up Lundy only missing two games. You, you, there's not a lot of people that can step in and fill Lundy's shoes. You know what I mean? So it's not like if he gets the sniffles, he can, uh, you know, or just uh, gets out of bed on the wrong side, can just uh, you, you know say ah I'll, I'll get him next game. So terrific work, Alex. Thank you for everything you do. You you really do a great job making uh, the the trains run on time and everybody look good. So appreciate you for for everything that you do. 
Um, uh, Coach Lacombe, want to say thank you, man. I, I have had so much fun this season. It's been great. Uh, can't say enough about your your great work as an a- analyst and what you've brought to this broadcast is is just amazing. It's been a great year. Well, I, I you know I, I was the rookie with a veteran. I appreciate the your patience with me. You know, figuring this thing out on a daily basis. But we one thing I will fondly remember are you know all these nights are the number of laughs and uh, you know I felt like I made a whole group of new friends this year. And honest to goodness, uh, wins and losses are, they're inconsequential. You know, what really matters are the relationships that you make. And, uh, and I'm grateful for, for great relationships here uh, at The Zone. Uh, and uh, we also want to thank our title sponsor of the post-game show, being with us all year long. That's our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. I know these folks, they are truly wonderful people. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And then one last thing. Uh, thank you, of course. Thanks to all the listeners of Jazz Game Night, all the jazz fans out there. Uh, Tim, you and I both, uh, I, I, we run into so many jazz fans around town, and uh, they say so many nice things about the broadcast, and we just want to say thanks to all the listeners out there who uh, stay up late with us and uh, have uh, undergone this journey of jazz basketball with us this season. It's been one heck of a ride, so thanks to to all the jazz fans out there. Let me add one more group. Okay. Made a lot of friends in the with in the arena this year. Yes. The security. Um, my guy James down there and Chris. We made, we made some good friends, and... Uh, Really appreciate. I mean, you talk about them having to show up a lot too. Yeah, um, but great people here at the arena. Great people in the organization. No doubt. All right, uh, coming up right around the corner, Jazz playoff overtime. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton, Lundy's going to be along for the ride as well. Eight five five three four zero zone is the number to call. Line up those calls now. Eight five five three four zero zone. And please remember, keep the language clean. You know, it's after midnight, but the FCC still has ears. I know some jazz fran- fans are frustrated, but, you know, keep it clean. And Lundy's on the bu- on the dump button. He's already had to use it a couple <clears throat> times tonight. Several times tonight. Thank With you, you Don- not me. Thank you, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, your final from L.A., 131 to 119. The Clippers beat the Jazz. They eliminate the Jazz four games to two in the best of seven series to move on to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, locker room cleanout is tomorrow. We'll have full coverage for you right here on the Zone Sports Network. But as I mentioned, playoff overtime is next here on the Jazz Radio Network.